and welcome to another episode of the Asking for a Friend podcast. It's an elder-led ministry of Believers Baptist Church in Emory, Texas. My name is Duffy Henderson, and I'm your host. The Asking for a Friend podcast exists as a weekly resource for the edification and benefit of God's people. Here we hope to provide helpful, thoughtful, and most importantly, biblical material as we address everyday life questions and issues. So if you find this podcast helpful, please take a few moments to share it with someone that you think would also benefit from it. Thanks for listening in today, and may the Lord bless this episode in particular greatly to you as a means of grace for your spiritual growth and your benefit. Well, today I am joined once again, it's been a little while, uh, by Jason Rowland, and we are back in the studio, so to speak. Um, We were just chatting before we started recording that we have not recorded an episode together like this, this calendar year. That's right. Um, And it's... It's good to be back sitting here. It is good to be back, Duffy. I was looking forward to this particular episode and looking forward to yeah. the subsequent uh, episodes that we'll be recording for the yeah. rest of the month. Yeah, yeah. Today is a little bit unique in our, just kind of in the, the grand scheme of the podcast, uh, we have an emphasis that um, for the month of February, I'm going to get Jason to talk about that here at the church, but today's episode is tied kind of to our February um, emphasis. And what is that, uh, Jason? Right. What we do as um, a, a church now, since we are no longer associated with Southern Baptists, and Southern Baptists traditionally give to a Lotting Moon uh, Christmas offering or an international missions offering, and they call it Lottie Moon, and and I'm not in any way disparaging that. I'm just saying that now that we are not involved with Southern Baptist Missions, we have set aside February as the month that Believers Baptist Church emphasizes international missions. Yes. And so we call it our Great Commission offering that we receive at the end of the month, and then we give that to um, international missions groups that we are associated with. The majority of that will go to Heart Cry Missionary Society. and Yes, we we'll, love Heart Cry. Right. Here. We'll probably be talking about that some in <laughs> yes. the episode. But um, we we typically have done mission biographies briefly. We take, a, take away the uh, sequential reading or the reading that we do when we're reading, for example, reading through the Gospel of Mark now. You're talking about our church services yes. on Sundays, right? Yes, And we replace that... Uh, uh, consecutive reading with the missionary biography, and we'll do William Carrier, Adoniram Judson, or mm-hmm. uh, John G. Patton, or yep. those yep. type of men. Yeah, and introducing and getting our people familiar with, and maybe re or uh, reintroduced to some of these great men of the faith who went before us and engaged in global missions right. on a large scale. And we provide the biographies that I talk about and yes. that I use for the mini biography during yes. the service. Yes. We provide those in the Faith at Home. Yeah, they're for purchase for church members or anyone in the community. Yes. We have our small bookstore. It's a wonderful resource. We've got, I want to say, maybe 10 to 12 biographies right now or something around there in our Faith at Home. Um, uh, not just missionaries, but some other just great men of the faith, women of the faith yes. uh, in, in history past. It's a wonderful resource. Yes, yes. So anyway, we are doing this episode, yep. and we are particularly doing it for our congregation to add to the emphasis for the month, which is the Great Commission yes. International Missions. Yeah, yeah. And this episode, if you've seen the title, we're just asking a simple question. What is biblical missions? And th- this episode isn't intended to be exhaustive, 
super detailed. We just want to kind of attack this from a general, hopefully a helpful uh, way to someone listening in. You know, we have been talking here at the church really over the course of last year and into this year. We have been trying to get engaged in Uganda. We've been talking with some some uh, missions coordinators um, on, on Zoom calls, phone calls, trying to get our church plugged in to global missions. And we want to do it well. You know, uh, Jared Haygood, one of our elders, is uh, spearheading some of our missions work. And um, he's not going to be on this episode, but he is he's taking the lead in some of these areas. And, and he has just reemphasized over and over that we want to do this well. We don't want to jump the gun. We want to be... Uh, we want to be urgent. We, we know that there's an urgent need, but we don't want to get uh, get ahead of ourselves and to do this in an unwise manner. That's right. And, and in line with that, on February the 10th and the 11th, we're, we're recording this on February the 9th. So tomorrow, Friday, February 10th, Saturday, February the 11th, we've got a gentleman that's coming from the Missions Coaching International. He's coming to talk with us about how we can do missions from our local congregation he's talking with the elders and then we're going to be able to convey that information to the congregation in time but we're we're just trying to get on the same page together understand how we can do this as a local congregation and how we can do it well as you were just saying Duffy because we want to do it well and we want to be guarded and careful you you mentioned that we had made some attempts to get into Uganda and um, the doors continued to close for us yeah. all through 2021, yeah. and uh, and even, 22. Yes, and yeah, I'm sorry, 22. And yeah, it's hard to believe this is 2023. It is. I know. It is, yes, I'm still battling that too. <laughs> right. So yes, yes, in 2021 and in 2020, yes. 22, the doors were closed yes. for us to go there, and it looks like that they're closed even now. Yeah, the, the God has obviously providentially hindered us from from engaging there. We've had the desire. The intention and even the connections, even the connections, but God has just not allowed that to happen yet. And we, you know, there's got to be a reason for that, you know. Um, and and so we are, we we don't want to. We're not trying to complicate missions because missions is simple. If right. you really put it on, on paper, we see in Scripture, it's a very simple thing. Mm-hmm. But the complicated part of it, if you if you will, to use that language, is there's money involved. There are people involved and distance and all sorts of little components that, that can get real messy really quickly. Mm-hmm. And we want to be good stewards of the resources that God has given us, right? Right. Well, and what has, what has closed the door for us um, is the coronavirus mm-hmm. and um, the shutting down of the nation, Uganda, or the particular area, mm-hmm. and we could not uh, enter into those places. So. Yep. That's what uh, has prevented us from going. Yep, yep. For some reason, Lord knows, right? Right. right. So let's let's uh, let's tackle this question, Jason. Um, we're going to ask just a simple question again: What is biblical missions? And so this episode again is just for a general kind of we we want to answer this in a general way. Um, and so if you're a part of our church, this is not going to give all the answers, and we kind of want to leave it as a we want to leave you asking some questions. We want to get your your mind thinking about this as our church engages uh, in the future, what biblical missions is. And I think I'd like to lead out that we want to clarify that if we're asking what biblical missions is, 
then there would be some things that would not fall into that category. Right. Not everything is missions just in general, but biblically, uh, missions done biblically. Yes. There would be some, uh, some things that would be excluded from that. And we, we might can bring up some of those in just a few minutes, but... Um, well, let's let's do this now, Duffy, because you're you're making a good um, point in the beginning, and we need to make this dichotomy clear in that biblical missions is what we want to emphasize in this episode, and we'll we'll do that. But what it is not is not for our local congregation. Just for example, we support for the silent, which is a rescue ministry for those in those girls in particular that are caught in sex trafficking, which is a great ministry. It's a great ministry. But we classify it as a mission, a ministry of mercy. It is not missions. They do share the gospel. Evangelism is part of what they do, no doubt. Yes. But it's not all that they do. They're, it's a mission of mercy to rescue these girls and yes. to bring them into yes. a safe place. Not to discount it at, what, at all. This is just drawing distinctions. Right. We want to clarify our terms. Right. right. Another example would be the local benevolence ministry that we yes. have here in our community. It's called Good Samaritans, and what a great ministry it is. Our church supports it monthly. It's the biggest mission mercy, um, ministry of mercy, rather, that we support. And uh, they just do benevolence ministries. Yep. Which and, is good, uh, wonderful. Uh, we're grateful for that. That's right. It's, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing. That's right. That happens. Sure. That's not biblical missions. Correct. That's, that's all we want to say is we want to just draw distinctions and make things clear. Um, because I do think that I mean, I, I've had this thought, and I think that it, we have a tendency to paint missions, to use just that terminology, in too broad a category. Right. And it kind of becomes uh, unclear what missions really is. And we, we call things missions that really aren't. Right. And not that we do it intentionally. We just, it's just helpful to think clearly about the categories so that That's we right. know exactly what we're talking about. That's right. And, and let's make this distinction yeah keep, to, yeah keep going it's great to define it further biblical mentions is not evangelism that's right so evangelism is something apart from biblical missions no doubt evangelism evangelism is a component it's a component of missions right but uh, we want to separate going door to door in your neighborhood evangelism right is not missions per se right. and we'll talk about that in a few minutes but that's a great great distinction to be made right and so that when we do an um, a Easter outreach in our local area, that is not missions. It's great, and when and, you know, obviously, we want to do that, and we want to emphasize that. Um, but that's not biblical missions, yes. and that's not what we're talking about in yes. this episode. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, you could say it if you if if you're having trouble with. I know that you know someone might say, "Well, but why not?" Right? I can I can hear it now, and I get that. We want to just say that to maybe help to clarify a little bit there too is that evangelism is a part of the church's mission, yes. the local church's mission, yes, right? Right. To be a herald of the gospel in the community, right? Yes. Of course, amen. But then we're distinguishing the church's mission to, or in contrast with missions. Yes. And we're drawing a line there. And so that the episode today is going to be about missions 
and what is that, right? That's right. what we're going to try to a- or try to answer. Right, and I think that you have a good definition that you were able to um, present in a paper that you had written for your seminary that you're yes. attending and yes. working on your degree. And so why don't you give that definition and we can bounce off of that. Perfect. I, I hope this will be a helpful launching point. And, and again, this is just me reading several things, hearing some great lectures um, at, at seminary by um, um, a previous missionary taught us many good things. And this is kind of where I landed, that missions, so thinking about a local church um, engaged in missions, is a focused and intentional local church effort to reach a people group with the gospel who may not otherwise have access to it. Right. And I'll read that one more time, just to be real clear. And I think that will help anyone who might be on edge by the first couple of minutes that we've been talking about this. I want to draw distinctions. Missions is a focused, intentional, local church effort to reach a people group with the gospel who may not otherwise have access to it. And so to maybe um, draw that out just a little bit more, uh, missions happens when the church takes the gospel someplace else, specifically someplace that needs it. And in my mind, I'm thinking of Romans 10. Um, How will they hear if they've not heard? Um, the Great Commission passage, go into all nations, preaching, you know, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So there, there's a, a sending and a going that's involved right. here. That is just the distinction we want to make. Right. And I think, let's, let's take a minute, Duffy, just to break down your definition. Yeah, that's great. Just phrase by phrase. So, sure. Yep. So I believe the first part of that, you said focused and intentional. Focused, intentional local church effort. Right. So focused and, and intentional um, imply that the church is, is giving priority to that, thinking yes. about it carefully. Yes. Um, there's a plan. There's a plan. There's a separation of the other mission there you go. pieces of the church. There you go. So there's the, the focused, intentional part of that and local church. So let's camp on that just for a second. That's great. Yep. Because we're, what we are talking about, biblical missions, and what we see the New Testament pattern being is the local church sending out from its membership yes. those who would be sent and yes. go yes. to uh, areas where there would be people groups they're, to be They're rich. basically raised up, they're trained, they're prepared, they're equipped by the local church. They answer to the local church. They're sent out by the local church. These would be called missionaries. That's right. <laughs> um, but from your local church. From a church. And the, the church would have authority over the missionaries. The, the missionaries would be uh, accountable, accountable to, to them. Yes. And, when, and the local church would have a responsibility That's right. to, to pray, to finance. That's right. That's to right. Uh, provide other resources. Exactly. Bingo. Yes. yes. So that is, that is a little bit different thinking for the typical church member in the Southern Baptist world, especially. Mm-hmm. And we're not talking, we don't, again, we're not, I'm not trying to talk disparagingly about of course, what we've done yes, in the past. Yes, yes, yes. But what we've done in the past is just give our money to yep, yep. A, a missions organization branch of the Southern mm-hmm. Baptist Convention, mm-hmm. the International Mission Board. Well, um, and good has been done because God hits a a, a, a straight lick with a crooked stick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'll be the highlight of the episode right there. Amen. Yeah. So, Thank the Lord that he does. Yes, I mean, I'm <laughs> an example. Me. I know. Look at me. Yes, right. right. 
So my point is uh, yes. not to disparage that, but yes. just to say biblically yes. is what we're talking about. And biblically, the New Testament pattern is the local church sending yes. out from among its own members. Amen the missionary to different places. Now, obviously what that does is make the um, effort smaller than if you've got over 4,000 churches cooperating together. Sure, sure. Um, and so there's there's reasons perhaps to think about that big mission agency doing mm-hmm. some of that work. Mm-hmm. But, that, but then that takes away from the local church membership being involved with that and knowing who their missionary is, uh, being encouraged to pray because you know that person. Yes. Um, yes. Giving based on the relationship yes. that you have with the person. Amen. There's a different dynamic. Amen. And and sure, um, the 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 extent of it's going to be smaller, but if you have every local church doing something uh, yep. along those lines, yep. then yep. the extent could be yep. um, as big or bigger, but. For our purposes, we're yeah. we're talking about focused, <laughs> intentional local church. Yeah, and I mean, even you could expand that. Of course, if there are several smaller churches, you could combine and, yes. and serve like-minded churches. It's not that you're, you know, the the only outpost in the world that's doing this. That's right. This is a the the Church of God uh, universal. Um, so if you have local churches in your area that want to engage in this but they don't have the resources in their local body and you can agree doctrinally to some degree, you know, uh, you can have unity, then, then join the effort together. You know, there's of course. Amen. Right. Right. Um, and, and, and we're not saying that we would be opposed to joining an, uh, a like-minded association of churches that are doing yes, missions in, yes, in that way. That's, yes. that's not what we're saying at course, all. Of course. Of course. We want to just kind of, let me just lay it completely out there. I, I'm convinced and I think it's, it's easy to make the case from the New Testament that the local church is God's institution for reaching the nations with the gospel. Right. That's what he set up. That's what he, uh, he placed the local church on this planet to make his glory known in the nations, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so that's done by the preaching of the word. In the church, it's also done by preaching of the word by missionaries on the mission field, right? right? right. Whose goal is to plant a church. Yes. Right? That's the goal, is to preach, plant a church, and keep going, and go on from there, right? Right. So we've gone down this trail just a little bit further than maybe we intended. Yeah, let's back up just a minute. You're getting me going now. Right. (laughs) So the focused intention of the local church to reach a people group. Yes. And that people group, particularly, would be a people group that would be ethnically or culturally connected. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's not just um, a random group of people that that um, all are Dallas Cowboy fans. It's ethnic. Culture. Yeah, it's a yeah ethnic or cultural lines is what yeah, we were talking right, about right. here. So you know, right. we're in Texas right. and we send uh, or we we identify a group in Uganda or. Argentina, or uh, you know, pick a country or something like that, and yeah, and that's that's what we're talking about specifically here. Right. So biblical missions. If we sent somebody to Oklahoma, that's would, just a church planting pastor. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so which is, which is great. Which I'm going to press it here. That's all a missionary is. Yes. A missionary is a church yeah. planting pastor that goes to a different people. That's group. right. That's, that's right. all he is. Yes. 
Yeah. So, but that that people group is uh, not the in, within the same boundaries sure, uh, sure. and cultural yeah, yeah. dynamics, perhaps that you of are. Of course, of yeah, course, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then finally, the the last part of your definition was the emphasis on the gospel. Yeah, yeah. So reaching that people group specifically, and this takes planning, right? Is you want to identify a people group, uh, not all across the board, but generally that may not already have the gospel there established, if that makes sense. Right. Um, and that's, you know, that can be, I could take pushback on that. That's just my my definition to clarify what I was trying to say. Um, you know, maybe there is a presence of the gospel there, but it's weak and you could strengthen it. You know, I'm not too sold on that or set in stone with that portion. But right. I, I, I think the point still stands, if that yes. makes sense. Um, we don't have really time to go into what's the gospel, but, you know, yeah, it would sure, be sure. part of our understanding as sure. to what biblical missions, the gospel would be the good news of what Jesus has done Amen. and inviting people to receive that good Amen. news. Amen. So that would That's be right. a big That's piece right. of what uh, yes. would need to happen when we do biblical missions right. to talk about it. That's right. So some good. So some of the things that that we hear just in in time and, and, and through my many years of vocational ministry, you know, mm-hmm. I've heard uh, comments like why do we need to do that? We've got people we can't even reach here. Uh-huh. There's lost people in our neighborhood. There's lost people down yeah. the street. Yep. And, yep. they, and this is true. That is true. Um, but nevertheless, um, the the mandate, the biblical mandate and command um, is that we would go. And you, you used part of that a while ago. Yes. Go, therefore, make disciples yes. of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, yes. teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. Amen. And I'll be with you always. That's, Amen. that's the commission that's given to us by Jesus himself. So um, does that include the neighborhood and the guy down the street? Yes, but I think primarily the emphasis takes us to places and people groups outside of, again, our immediate culture. Um, Acts 1.8, go therefore and make disciples. Rather, Acts 1.8 would be um, because the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Yep, yep. Uh, then go to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, exactly, and the othermost parts of the world. Amen. And again, we want to. What you're saying is a you know how how you would re- respond to a question like that is we want to just clarify a few things because there's a sense of in my mind with a question like that conflating of categories. Um, I'll say it like this. That every Christian is called to evangelize. Yes. Not every Christian is called to be a missionary. Just Perfect. like every Christian is called to evangelize, not every Christian, specifically all Christian males, are not even qualified to preach or teach the gospel in a, in a formal setting, right. preaching the word, right? Mm-hmm. So there is a sense that all Christians are called to... So if, you're, if your qualm is, well, why aren't we reaching the people down the road? Well, how are you doing in that area? You know, that's the first question. <laughs> right. Um, you know, how, how are you how are you engaging your neighbors, right? Yes, yes. Don't put that on the local church. That's that's a call to you and to me alike, right? Right, right. right. Um, there but, will be some within the local congregation that would feel some kind of call that God's laid upon their heart to yep. reach people groups yeah. that are 
not their their um, natural sure. group, yep. not their ethnic or cultural mm-hmm. affinity. Mm-hmm. And I read this week that there are seven, at least 7,000 unreached people groups in the world. Yes, yes, uh, there know. are plenty. Right. So the point being that, that we... Um, there's a lot of opportunity to reach ethnic and culturally different people. Amen. And the the fact remains is that there are unsaved people groups on your or unsaved people on your street and there are unsaved people halfway around the world. Yes. That's the world that we live in. That's why God has commissioned us with the gospel. Right. And so uh, the people down the street and the people halfway around the world need to be reached and God has I think ordained means for both. Yes, of those. Right. but they're not the same. Right. If that makes sense. Yes, yes. Uh, so, yeah. you know, yeah, lots of good things there. One of the one of the questions I think that we ought to think about just for a few minutes, Duffy, is um, why biblical missions is necessary. Mm. Why is it necessary? Oh, that's a good question. And very good question. You know, I've got several things that that I've can contribute to an answer to that. One is. Um, because men are radically depraved. People need to hear the gospel because they're radically depraved. Romans chapter 3, beginning in verse 10. None is righteous, no, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside together. They have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of asps is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood, and their paths are ruin and misery. And the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. And men are radically affected by their sin. Sin yes. has affected their mind, their will, their emotions, every part of them. Yes. So that's why biblical missions is necessary. Yeah, we have, we have to go. First of all, because it's commanded of our Lord. And second, we know that uh, there are people that still need to be saved. That's right. right? Which brings us to another That's the motivation. That's the impetus for going. That's right. (laughs) Because another point of that is biblical missions is necessary because God has ordained that some men will be saved. That's right. Absolutely. And he's used you and me and you, Christian, listening to those ends in some manner. Right. He uses he uses his children to be the feet and the hands that bring the good news, right? right. And John 17 is a good example of that. Yes, and you can beautiful. can go there and yeah. understand that. John chapter 1, verses 9 through 13. Yes. John chapter 3, verses 6 through 8, where Jesus talking to Nicodemus said, you must be born again. I mean, there is the reality that God, by his mercy, has saved and will continue to save some. That's right. And I've got right here in the same epistle you were just reading in Romans, uh, Romans chapter 10, verse 12. This is my, you know, my crowning text for this. Is for there's no, uh, 10, 12, for there's no distinction between Jew and Greek for the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? How are they to believe in him who have never heard? How are they to hear without someone preaching? And this is the, the final question. And how are they to preach unless they are sent? 
as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach good news. I mean, if that's not as clear, I don't know what is. Right. And, and right after that, he says, faith comes yes. by hearing. hearing. Yes. And yes. hearing by the what? The word of God. Right. Right. So then a third reason for biblical missions is because saving faith comes from hearing yes. the good news. Amen. Amen. And therefore, if we know that you could kind of synthesize all of this, if we know that the reality is that there are men and women who need to hear the gospel who are unsaved, and we have that gospel then the answer is clear. There's your there's your reason for biblical missions. Right. Right? It's a very simple it's simple in that way. It's not complicated. Right. And and the the, the gospel is sufficient Amen. Uh, to bring men to saving faith. Yes, it is. Yes. And so we go to these people groups and these culturally and ethnic ethnically different people groups because the gospel's sufficient. Yes. And yes. no matter where they are, what they've done, and what culture they're in, and what depravity and radical effect that sin has had in their life, the gospel is sufficient to bring them out of that. Yes, and we have proof of that. Time after time after time, we can look back in history. Men like William Carey, um, Adoniram Judson, and even further back. But those men kind of, uh, in the in the grand scheme of the last couple thousand years, those men uh, sparked a new wave of missions you know you could go back to the the middle ages and the jesuits who were doing that um, in a different fashion but uh, in the last two to three hundred years we have this resurgence of this going being sent feeling a call to reach a people group with the same gospel same lord of all right right it's a beautiful thing right and in line with that another reason why we do biblical missions is because there is no other name given under heaven by which men must be saved. No other name. And that's Romans, uh, rather Acts uh, 4.12. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. If you need more motivation than that, um, I don't know where to give it to you. Right, right, exactly. So I, I guess what we're just, you know, trying to throw into this discussion is just clarity on the reason why biblical missions is necessary. Why do we need to go to Uganda? Why are we talking about going to different places around the world? Yes, we do have lost people right here, right around us immediately. Uh, And let's go to them. Uh, Let's don't neglect them, but let's make sure that as a biblical healthy church, we, we need to be sending our own people out to... Um, yes. places in the world where they yes. might share the good news. Amen. Instead of thinking either or, here or there, think both and. Right. We need to be doing both. Right. Meeting people here, preaching here, and sending. Yes. And, you know, we were talking earlier in the, the conversation about um, being um, making this distinction between local church and being a part of a group. And we are part of a group. We are part of Heart Cry Missionary Society. That's right. And they go um, as we send finances. Yes. And so we're, we're certainly not against that. Yes. How can we be involved locally yes. and be better? Yes. Um, when I say locally, as I mean as our congregation. Yes. 
And I think about Heart Cry Missionary Society. We've been connected with them for a year. The bulk of our international missions is um, to Heart Cry and how that they primarily focus on indigenous missions. And what they do is they focus on a local church, a biblically healthy local church in a foreign country. And then they support that local church in training up members of that local church Amen. to be missionaries. And then those missionaries go to their own people. Go to their own. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's that's what we are involved in. Um, and we're not, you know, we're only involved through prayer and finances. Sure, sure. But that's all we can do at this point. Well, we're glad we, to do it. Exactly. And we can sur- we can support Heart Cry, and we can also engage in our in sending our own missionaries yes. and doing all of these. The, the, the options are not endless, but there are many things that we can do, right? Right. And you, and you, you hate to... Um, I know that our conversation probably has made it sound as if we're against that idea we're not against that idea we were just trying to make the clarity of what the new testament teaches is the local church that's what heart cry does they connect with the local church that's right and then they send the missionary they're not sending missionaries from the america to exactly exactly japan heart cry's whole mission is to attach itself to the local church and support um, in various countries around the world. Right. So, for example, I'm reading from the Heart Cry Mission and Methodology Handbook. A wonderful section there, yes. Yes, and it says, uh, in definition of indigenous missions, this strategy does not send missionaries from one nation, people, group, or culture to another. Yes. Rather, it works through missionaries that are native to the people group to whom they are ministering. So an example of this would be an indigenous missions could be a North American church or missionary agency providing the support for a Romanian missionary to work in Romania among his own people. Yes, yes. Or, and again, that you could be involved with that local church so that you're supporting that local church's work and effort to train up missionaries to send from it. Yes, amen, amen. What a wonderful thing. And so Heart Cry is unique in that, um, in the grand scheme of all of you know the, the big organizations that are out there. Heart mm-hmm. Cry does a unique thing. Yes. And it is working. Um, the men who are in leadership of that organization are just tremendous. Uh, Paul Washer, of course, and the men that he has you know, coordinating some of the uh, different sections of the globe, you know, mm-hmm. d- um, just tremendous, tremendous people leading that right. that organization. I know we've been so, talking in this conversation for a while, we pr- and we probably need to start um, Yeah, it'd probably up. be a good idea. Right. But one of the things that I wanted to mention just for our people are a couple of things that we're going to be talking about the elders with David Selby from the Missions Coaching International that's going to come and yep. be with us tomorrow, February 10th and February the 11th. Yeah, that would have already happened by the time this episode comes out. That's right. Yep. Um, so he's going to talk to us about, for example, uh, strategic focus, uh, recognizing your church's unique relationship and capabilities, uh, like ministry goes, priorities, skill set. I mean, what, what is it that we see Believer's Baptist Church 
um, having as a priority or as several priorities um, um, the relationships that we can have within our congregation because we're they're people from our own congregation how do we how do we develop those people how do we work and encourage that how do we um, help people to discern if they've got a call these are the kinds of things that we're going to be talking about um, missions ministry uh, specializations uh, for example what we have talked about is having a missions elder and Jared Haygood, who you mentioned earlier, he sort of functions that that role. He's for already kind of in that role at the moment, right? He was yep. the liaison, really, between all the Uganda yes, yes. opportunities and yep. and all the failed uh, opportunities to go. Um, but uh, mobilizing the whole congregation to be involved. How do we? How does the whole congregation then be involved in sending, let's say, Duffy and Stephanie? They want to go to. Hey, now you'll have to ask her about. I'm teasing. <laughs> right. uh, they want to go no. to Peru. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, so, yeah. Okay, so how do we help them do that, yep. and and how do we train them up to do that? Because what we would want you to do is go plant a biblically healthy yeah, church. Yeah, the end game would be getting a church planted there, right? Right. And so there would need to be a strategy involved. There would need to be an end game involved. There would need to be accountability and all of those things yeah. um, in order for that to happen, which is a wonderful thing. Right. How 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 amazing would that be, right? Right. Um, but so, I just mentioned those things yeah. just so people can get just a little bit of a taste yep. of what yep. we're going to be talking about. And again, the idea is that for us to get all of our ducks in a row, if you will, and kind yep. of get on the same page and then be able to talk with the congregation about how that might look and how can we um, be yeah. actively involved. Yeah, that's, that's really good. That's really good. Um, well, you know, this was... We, I think we chased a couple of rabbits, which is okay. I hope this has been just maybe you could glean something helpful from this episode. Uh, I feel like this is like a, a part one of three or something. You know, we just kind of scratched the surface. Um, but we we want to communicate that we're excited about doing missions here. Um, I know that there are multiple, multiple folks here who are ready to kind of get this going. Mm-hmm. And we've got many things going on here. It's a, God is so good. Um, these days to believers. So many good things happening right now. Um, we want to be faithful with what he's given us. Yes. We want to identify the men and women who are gifted in certain areas of ministry and be able to put them in place, support them, uh, and and just be good stewards of what God has given here. And so this is the whole, that's the whole reason we're doing this. Amen. Uh, the podcast itself, again, to remind folks, this isn't just so that Jason and I can talk at each other. You know, we do that plenty already. You know, right. this is for you. We want this to be a, a resource to our people. And so we we read, we prepare stuff for you, you know, for the listener. Um, all of these things are for, for God's glory, of course. So do you have any closing thoughts? And we'll wrap this episode up. No, I, I appreciate the opportunity to talk about this, Duffy. And, and I hope we were, we were clear. And I hope that it gives people... Uh, particularly again, our membership, um, some sense of um, expectation and a sense even of joy as we think about this and excitement as to how God might raise up people from our own church. And that yes. means a better job on my part in preaching uh, about missions, encouraging that call, 
Yes. Um, trying to explain that from the pulpit, how does that look? Yeah. So it, it means a better job f- uh, on my part as a uh, pastor and the primary uh, pulpit speaker to be able to, to say, here's what God says about this. So uh, I'm yes. hoping that all of this stirs our hearts yeah. to, to a higher level. I, I do think God is moving our church in this direction. I mean, it's, it's very clear we're growing. We've got God is sending us men um, and women uh, who have just have this fire for, for the Lord. And there are many things. We've got this biblical counseling ministry about to take off any day now, it seems. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of things getting put in place there, final touches and all of that. Uh, going global missions. Uh, just various things are happening. It's good. Yes. Um, it's, a, it's an exciting time. And so uh, be in prayer for us, uh, for believers, if you're listening to this. Pray for us um, as we endeavor to engage in this task of mission specifically right um well that's it for today's episode folks uh, thank you for taking your time uh taking time out of your day to listen to the asking for a friend podcast we hope it's been a blessing to you don't forget before you go like and share the podcast with someone that you think might benefit from it and don't forget also that you can submit a question to us um, that's kind of our, our normal thing that we do on the podcast is we just take a question kind of like we did today and just kind of think through it and hopefully offer some help in answering that question. So you can submit us one on our website on the media tab at the bottom of the page. But as usual, until next time, grace and peace be with you all.